Zanakin. I really wanna take that flight, tryna reach new heights Anybody got a light, I gotta light this fuse But I'm just one dude, I'ma need my crew They gon' swerve up soon with the booth and the juice on time When I do what we do, don't try Yet the stew in the group inside Great minds on the move, July shine through What are you apply? Pollute what these wannabes prove, no drive Triple seven, blow the roof, no lies Are you down, down, down for the ride? This is now, 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 you decide See belts bend tight, we right where we need to be If you ain't rockin' with the Back to the Fofo Public Radio that was uh, Pilot by 777, a.k.a. Mafia 7, the brand new single out everywhere. Go check that out. Go show them some love. Uh, today, I've got a special guest in the studio. We've got Mr. Chris Forte. What's going on, everybody? We, uh, Chris is, and he, Chris can tell you about himself a little better than I can, but Chris, you are a producer, engineer, the studio manager at MSQ. You... You rap from time to time, too. Here and there, here and there. Here and there. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> Who are you? Who would you say you are? Man, I'm a sound guy. Yeah. I like I like sound. So mm -hmm. I I make good recordings, good mixings. Mm -hmm. I do live sound. I do a little bit of production here and there. I mean, um, this most recent project, I, we'll probably get into this at some mm -hmm. point, but the, uh, the darker side of things, I just executively produced the whole project, so mm -hmm. um, that was a new endeavor for me as well, so just trying to get, get it in wherever I can. Exactly, yeah, I, I feel that, and so the darker side of things, that was Ill William. It's my boy Ill William. And how long have y'all been working together? Oh man, we've been together for about five years now mm -hmm. making music and this project took us the last two years of that to kind of form um but we've been we've been grinding and out working in the shadows for a while we're putting it in in the public face now nice yeah and i listened through this morning I, I i did a full listen through and then i did like another half listen through to grab some songs for today i really liked it and i think the production is crazy Thank you, thank you. It's it's executively produced by myself, but mm -hmm. we've got production from um, my boy Vision, um, my boy Il Bellicose down with RVA Boombox. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of people uh, kind of contributed to the production, but uh, it was all overseen and kind of organized by myself here. Um, mm -hmm. And there's still several beats made by myself on the album, which is which is a lot of fun and being able to throw little things here and there on on other people's tracks makes makes the tracks come to life a little bit more. Definitely. Which um, which ones did you produce, and then which one was your favorite to produce? So, in terms of production, I did a little bit on every track, to be honest with okay. you. Um, the main ones that I produced, or the ones I didn't produce, actually, it'd probably be quicker, yeah. is um, John Wick mm -hmm. and the... Um, and Melody. Those two right. uh, weren't fully me. Um, but they had some additional production from Vision and Ail Bellicose. Um, but yeah, they the favorite one that I did was definitely precise. I mean, we yeah. were able to throw a little Memphis sample on there, kind of give it that dirty, grimy vibe, a little bit of oh, what yeah. I know from Richmond. So yeah, I'm glad you said that because that one was my favorite from the album. Um, and we'll play that shortly. But that was crazy. Thanks, man. Yeah, that he went off on that one, and I think on top of like just the griminess of the beat and mm -hmm. the, the dusty feel yeah. to it, it really gives us like that Griselda Buffalo New York kind of sound that we're looking for. Exactly. Um, he's rather he's one of those rather old school guys that likes to just rap bars. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's his thing. <laughs> so how would you say was this your first time executive producing something? It was of executive producing somebody else's project. Right, okay. So, yeah, this is my first time doing that. Um, and it was 
a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think I've I've built a process through doing this because over the last two years we've we've made and scrapped several albums that were going to be the darker side of things. Right. Uh, but I put together this kind of formula, I guess you could say, to kind of get myself into a position where it doesn't take two years to exactly produce yeah. a project. But between figuring out like what sound an artist is looking for to exactly who can provide that sound for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's all the job of an executive producer as well as making sure that everything comes together well and getting the sound right. So um, I think I think we did a pretty good job with that and mm-hmm. Will killed his part. It was a collaborative effort between everybody involved. So for sure. um, we also, uh, I can't forget to mention uh, A-Train Raps and CP to Prince are on the track as well. Mm-hmm. They have a couple features on there from people from our camp that we've been working with for almost the last five years as well. So um, really, really good homies on the track and it's it mm-hmm. feels like a family project, not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so did you handle any mixing for this too? I did. I actually mixed the whole project, right. mastered the whole thing. Um, it was definitely a a whole lot of, okay, let's go back and remix that track and mm-hmm. let's let's try this again. And I think that's really what took us the longest time, but um, it was well worth it in the end. Yeah, there are a lot of um, little textures and stuff I, that I feel like I, I could hear. Because I, I read... Um, I read an article, and I've meant to say this when we started. Your producer of the week this week. Oh yes, with the music shop on yes, there. Yes, Go check it out. Yep, and uh, that was written by Vi. Yes, that was written by V over there v. with the uh, with the blog at mm-hmm. MSQ. Yeah, nice. And so, Mr. Producer of the week over here, <laughs> I uh, there was a lot of little things that I feel like I, I could hear. Like I was like, I think Chris went back and you know added some stuff here for sure to bring it to life and i i read you said something about that too i was like yeah i know i'm right about this a lot of will and i's processes is like we just want to add whatever we can and we'll pull stuff away Mm -hmm. just like have too much of it and then figure out what exactly we want to use here and there and Mm -hmm. um there's several times where I'll do some creative mixing technique in there, like pitch his vocals up, add a ton of reverb or delay or something like that in the background, and he'll be like, I don't know how I feel about that. So yeah. we'll sit and actually have a conversation, but Will is somebody that I'm very comfortable to sit and really work on a project with. And I I, I know who he is. He's a really good friend of mine. I know the struggles he goes through as a person. So mm-hmm. um, it gives me that ability to have that personal touch to the album. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's listen to precise. Yeah. Hi, am I up a boat? Yeah, I got stuck, but I got back up. Not flex on sight. I couldn't buy but then I became the plug. Let it do what it does. Now we live off hype. Live off hype like wow. Yeah, we live off hype. Do what it does. Yeah, we live off hype. Don't worry about my shit, cause I still go hit. Motherfucker, you can see that I'm still precise like whoa. Yeah, we live off hype. Do what it does. Yeah, we live off hype. Don't worry about my shit, cause I still go hit. Motherfucker, you can see that I'm still precise like Woo. Yes, sir. Never live off hype. Never live off hype. Do what I do. That's a good that's a good point. Precise. It's a precise point, if you will. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. <laughs> we've got we've got all sorts of jokes in here. Um, so we were talking while that was playing. You started this one like 
towards the earlier parts of COVID. Yeah, we actually lived together when we started this. We lived mm-hmm. in the same house. I mean, we were making music for about three years at that point. So yeah. um, when we finally locked in on this album, it was what's the best music we can make right now. Mm-hmm. And that honestly, that kept changing every two or three months because we've yeah. we've been growing as artists and I mean engineer producer myself I've been learning new techniques doing all this stuff and it's we've learned it's really hard to keep up with the the culture right now like yeah put something out that's hot it's you really just got to do your own thing at this point that's true because you can't follow what other people are doing because every other week there's a new person there's a new person with a new sound yeah. and figure out how to do something differently. And as long as you stay authentic, you can keep up with them. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's a good point. And um, so you guys started this working together, living together. That's um, that's that reminds me a lot of me and uh, my roommate right now mm-hmm. We're locked in. And we, we run into that same issue, you know, of. Um, not necessarily as much other people growing, but growing yourself and then trying to make an album of two years worth of stuff. You know, you grow all the time. It's hard. Consistent growth. And you mm-hmm. real, you don't realize until you get to the next track what you've actually grown with. And then yeah. you're like, oh, snap, I need to go back and do something better than that. And mm-hmm. at, at some point, you have to you have to start realizing where where you're at right now and be doing the best you can with that. Like, not everybody is going to sing like Drake. Not everybody's going to rap like Kanye. I mean, true. you have to do what you can do and do it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And that's going to that's gonna speak for itself at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. And um, kind of on that same note, you, are, you engineer at uh, the MSQ shop right now. But you do more than engineering. You guys are focused on like artist development type stuff. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of what we do at the MSQ shop is artist development, especially mm-hmm. with um, the few artists that we're working with right now that have um, kind of a kind of a, a deal with us to get help them help them grow as artists. And mm-hmm. we do everything from booking shows for them to. Um, mixing recording their music helping them songwrite putting together bands i mean mm-hmm. all these things we've been doing for different artists lately and uh, leading up to something in the water a lot of our artists that we work with will be will be able to be showcased a little bit and the yeah. ones that are really there are able to able to shine on the stage which is such a cool opportunity for them for sure who are i know but who the for the people like who are some of the people that you guys are Working with it, uh, MSQ. I want to say our biggest one right now is Rudy Walker. He mm-hmm. is the he is the most consistent guy I know. He's doing a million things on top of being an artist, mm-hmm. um, and I think on top of that, he's looking to get more into the sync world, um, the sync placements and movie oh, and yeah, TV yeah. Okay. syncing. So uh, we're helping him build up to quality music there to get to that platform because mm-hmm. it's a different level once you're getting into TV and movie. They have certain expectations and requirements, um, and sure. we're just looking to try and meet those um, as well as helping him build a stage presence and things like that. Um, but we're working with other like producers that come in pretty consistently and work with us. Um, working with engineers like yourself, mm-hmm. uh, being able to help build them up and give them a spot to work out of and um, some equipment to work with and yeah. some new clientele that they can work with. And all these things come together to kind of just 
create the the MSQ shop and ultimately the center, which is the entire building. Um, right. The music shop is only a small portion of it, just the studio. But mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of stuff at the center, including um, first black-owned CBD company, mm -hmm. uh, Choices RVA, shout out them. Um, we've got a whole second studio run by a couple, couple guys that we know in the back. They kind of do their own thing, as well as um, an art gallery, a performance space, and several office spaces as well. So um, it's, it's a whole collective there of a lot of creative people just doing what they can. Definitely. And um, for those who know me or have followed me a little bit, uh, MSQ is where we did Wave Break in that performance venue. Yes. Um, now, okay, here is, so now this is maybe something I should know. Are we calling it the MSQ shop or the music shop, or does it matter? Are they interchangeable? The music shop is the studio portion. Mm -hmm. uh, my center is the entire building. So, right. Okay, um, so, but th saying it, it's the music shop. Yeah, the MSQ, the MSQ shop, music right, okay. shop. I know what you mean. No yeah, okay, okay. I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, misrepresenting. Yeah, no, we, um, the MSQ shop is usually what I hear, mm -hmm. hear people say, um, it, it tends to separate us from any other music shop. True, <laughs> so, that is true. Um, just your your average old, because that's not what we are. So right. um, the MSQ shop, I guess, would probably be the best way to address it. Gotcha. Yeah. And so you've, how long have you been with MSQ since um, you, I since know. Since about August of last year, actually. That's when my partner approached me on on the idea of creating this studio and building out he has a lot of um experience in creative direction himself and mm -hmm. i i have a lot of experience in the engineering and, and production side so uh, but between the two of us we are kind of a kind of a artist development team there and gotcha. he he does a really good job especially with like the graphics and the video that mm -hmm. portion he he has down Pat and he's right. known in the city. I'm pretty sure he's been on here before, Ogiela. Right. Um, so he's he's a really really cool guy who has a lot of a lot of talents as well as my myself. We both kind of fill in the other spots that the other one doesn't doesn't have the expertise in. Right. Yeah. And so how long have you known Illa for? I've known him for probably about four or five years now. Mm -hmm. I. I we started off, I booked a show at that place before it was the center when it was called The Collective. Mm -hmm. And uh, I booked a show with a bunch of my friends and stuff and we came in and we had a pretty good crowd and stuff, but um, that was back when it was The Collective. And right. ever since then, I've been homies with Illa. Somebody actually recommended me to him as, a, as an engineer and he hit me up and we just have been rolling from there. That's sweet. Yeah, and y'all have really built that whole studio together still building still growing St yeah exactly and um we touched on it a little bit but this this weekend or tonight actually tonight you're doing uh the battle of the bands we have a battle of the bands tonight right at right at 318 west broad street come mm -hmm. by stop by if you're around uh, we will have a couple different bands performing for a slot at our show in Virginia Beach at the end of the month. Uh, that show is Something in the Water, running mm -hmm. uh, simultaneously to Something in the Water, which is a, a little play on words there where the indie side of everything. So we yeah. went with Something in the Water, um, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and I went to the last Something in the Water, which was a couple months ago now. Was that January or December? Uh, I'm, I, I mean, the last one was a while ago. Yeah. Not okay. There was one at 
center. Oh, it may not have been something indie water. I like, think this is the geez. first event that we're doing for that. But we have had, okay. I mean, that that general layout for our promotion tends to be uh, a pretty typical template for us. Gotcha. So, yeah, um, but this is the first Battle of the Bands event mm -hmm. we're doing, and then the Something Indie Water will be a, uh, like, the big event at the end of the month and like i said running straight across the street from uh something indie water on on 16th street there so right. um go go check us out if you're around and okay so tonight with the battle of the bands um i'm trying to remember who, do you, there's someone i know i think it's uh nina I might have the we've name. Got, I might just be pulling we, that tonight. We've got Orange Ice and Weekend Plans. Those mm -hmm. are the two that are performing tonight. Both right. of them are crazy good bands. It's going to be a really good battle. They both yeah. moved themselves up to thirty minute sets. So um, they were they're originally at twenty. So y'all get an mm -hmm. extra ten minutes of each. But they are nice. pretty popular bands in the area. They've got local musicians in them as well they're all they're mm -hmm. all really talented i mean i went to high school with the drummer of weekend plans um, oh, yeah. so i've known him for quite some time but yeah we we really wanted to shine some light on some of that local um talent that isn't just rappers and hip-hop because i feel like a lot of the a lot of the promotion goes towards them right um so that's that's one thing at the center we're looking to get into as well especially working with the live sound and stuff is recording the bands and i've been working with the band random temperament shout out to them they've mm -hmm. been uh we've been working on knock uh, lock it in that sound system and uh the mixing techniques and everything like that because it's a whole different world than the rapper r&b singer type it is yeah so uh so it sounds like then something indie water the full event is gonna be a little more like genre diverse than just rap so the something indie water let me go into it explain yeah. it a little bit so something indie water is gonna be a three-day event um we're gonna be there friday saturday and sunday from 11 to 5 every day um or those three days so come by and first day is gonna be the djs and bands so we have a couple different bands performing that that night including uh I know Kane's band is on there. Um, I, the winner of this battle will be performing then, um, and a couple other really good bands in the area. And then Saturday, the second day, is going to be all the hip-hop and R&B artists. They're going to get an opportunity to come out and perform. We have a DJ as well that day. And then the last day is kind of a, a nice little brunch. We'll be there 11 to 5, or 11 to 3 that on Sunday. Um, we'll have Rudy Walker there doing a little performance with Tayshawn. Um, we'll have, um, a, I think it's uh, DJ Trap Ream will be there and a couple other people that will be performing that day um, in a nice little kind of brunch vibes. Uh, get, you, get you going out on that something in the water weekend. Get you home on the right note. <laughs> nice. So, okay. And what's the, do you know the name of the venue in Virginia Beach that it's at? It's Family Fun Experience is the name of the venue. Mm -hmm. I can't. Let me see if I can look up the name of it. While you're looking that up, yeah. I am very excited for to go to that and something in the water. Um, Are you I going to something in the water? Oh, Do you have tickets? Not yet. Ooh. I'll tell you. Oh my gosh! Um, to make a detour from something in the water. Did you know? You saw the whole thing about Dreamville, right? That it was huge. But did you know they don't check tickets? Really. You can, my friend called me, he was, so we've been talking about it because the first year they did Dreamville, or I don't know how many years they're doing it. Last year, my friend went, didn't buy a ticket and he could just get in. 
they don't check tickets. This year he didn't go because they thought he thought they'd fix that. Nope. Still don't check tickets. They so. still don't check You're tickets. You're listening to PFBR. You heard it here first. Next uh, year, you can go to Dreamville for free, assuming they don't hear this. Yeah, they they may catch on yeah. after this. So who knows? Be careful at but, your own discretion. But but hey, don't. I'd I'd love to go to something in the water. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a pretty big event. I know from people that I that I know that are helping run the event. Um, they're they're expecting a lot of really big people to come out. So oh, yeah. um, it's going to be a really nice area there. Yeah, I um, I went to the first one. I grew up at the beach, literally at the beach. Um, so it was down the street from me. Granted, it was quite a few blocks from me. I'm not going to say how many, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not at that part of the beach. But um, it's it's a nice event. It, it was I was sad that they did it in D.C., last year yeah i think that was a bit of a, a jab back at this this the city of virginia beach because sure. they didn't do a great job the first couple years um yeah and i mean i think they're gonna they're gonna hold it up when i was down there on wednesday they were putting in brand new trees so i know they're, they're sprucing the place up this time <laughs> yeah that's nice i know um i do, did you go to the first one i didn't i've not been to any of them mm -hmm. um I am a, was a broke college student when they first started, yeah. and then I just have not made my way. I didn't want to go all the way up to D.C. for, uh, for that, yeah. but um, I think it was um, I think it was the first year that it started. I, was, I really wanted to go just because they had several people that were performing that mm -hmm. I had never seen perform before, but tickets are pretty expensive to something like that, especially they, if you go for all three days. They were, I'm, but I'm definitely I'm going to have to save up and go. Um, the i will tell you now though because it's going to affect something in deep water too um parking and driving is going to be it's it, they shut down the beach last time the yeah. first like and you could only uber from the convention center on 19th street it was like a hot spot i've never even seen anything like that before but i hope not because i got gear to carry so i hope i'm well, not having to carry gear all over the place <laughs> that's what i'm telling you make sure you've got a vehicle parked and loaded nearby before they shut down the beach interesting yeah i'll have to see what we'll have to figure out what time they're doing all that yeah that's uh because it's it was a logistical nightmare trying to meet up with friends because we were they were getting way off topic there were parties everywhere we're you know yeah. but it's a it's a great time and uh I'm really glad that y'all are going to be part of that too. Yeah. By the um, way, something in the water is that mm -hmm. family fun experience on 206 North 16th Street. That yeah, that means it's land side. Yes. Um, and so to get back to you and your production, okay. Chris actually with uh, with uh, keep it on the DL produced the intro to my newest EP on the move. Yes, the EP is called The Lies I Told. The song is called. Uh, on the move and that was I think the first time mm, it was interesting making that because I don't know if it was the first time I worked with two producers at once but that workflow I hadn't quite experienced before where um, correct me if I'm wrong but uh, DL made like the loop for that and then sent it to you and then you really made the beat from that yeah, he he cooked. My man, keeping on the DL is crazy with the loops, and mm -hmm. he's he sent me over plenty of them. And actually, 
I think it was one of those tracks that came together by chance, which is yeah. some of my favorite type of music to make is the ones that just kind of come out of nowhere because you were just hanging around the studio that day and mm-hmm. uh, I think we were talking about something else that day and then DL came in and he had sent me loops recently. I pulled him up and then we were just off to the races from that point. And I think we came up with a good track and you even were able to take it home, kind of finish it up. Um, yeah. And it, it it's kind of what I want out of the out of the music shop and the studio there um, is as a, a place where people can come and really find their their space mm-hmm. and people who they want to work with they can learn new techniques all mm-hmm. these things I want to have available at the at the studio for sure and it was uh, it was a good experience and I agree it was uh, everything just you know sometimes the stuff happens by chance and all the gears just turn correctly and it just was Quick. Yeah, and it is really cool to build that with with people that you don't know that well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know earlier we were talking about the difference between having a relationship with an artist or um, kind of keeping it on that business casual kind of level, mm-hmm. and I think this plays into that hev- heavily. Like, all three of us knew the goal there, and it yeah. wasn't it. it it was more of a business type deal, mm-hmm. but we were all casual and friendly about it. So yeah. um, it doesn't have to feel like we're sitting in a in a war room trying to make decisions there. But we <laughs> can—I mean, we we definitely can have fun while doing it, but still keep it professional. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's what we do there, and that's what you guys have experienced, and um, we're trying to keep it there. For sure. Let's uh, let's get into that real quick. This is on the move. I said I keep it on the move and I keep my friends close See you out here doing dirt, make sure you cleaning out your nose Way too high to fall now, got both hands up on the rope How I know that she don't choke, same reason we ain't spoke I don't really know why it seems I always do the most See you going through the motions, we just steady rollercoasting Yeah, it started out as jokes, now she trying on my clothes And her arms don't even reach out on my sweater Maybe we belong together, baby, I could do it better Take you out to dinner, baby, I could spend a cheddar I could make you mine so you don't got the scarlet letter And we could do the bubble Said this life feel like a movie script, spitting written dialogue. If you fucking with the kid, it means you wanna ride along. Different breed of fiend than you've ever come across, and I nail a trick down just like Jesus on the cross. Please address me as the boss. See it's making green. I just see you take a loss, man. It's soft, plus you soft. Testaments should be getting biblical. Cocaine and Ableton is always hypocritical. Transcend the physical, not an individual. I don't think in words, you just listen to visuals. On the move. We're uh, fire. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, so maybe that's a little conceited for me to say. I enjoy that song. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoy every song I put out, I think. Um, you know, it's funny, it, I, um, after I dropped this EP, I got a couple friends in the car, and I don't know what possessed me to do it, but, like, I just, like, 
clicked play on my EP, and everyone was like, wow, like, you're listening to your own music in the car. I, I like, do that all the time. Right. I was like, of course, it slaps. Like, are we, you know, no one was disagreeing with me on that, but... Um, you know, I think people who aren't musicians or, like, recording musicians even mm-hmm. don't necessarily understand the importance of a car test. That's or, true. Even just, like, hearing it on different speakers. That's true. It, I, and I, I'd love to say, like, it was a car test, but it really wasn't. I, I just, uh, I just wanted to hear it. You were in front of your friends with the car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. That's what it was. I just, um, you know... I just had some slappers I put out and I wanted to hear it because the EP like it. I mean, I decided on a Friday that it was going to come out next Friday. So I mixed it Saturday and Sunday and then uploaded it Monday. I'll see you know, future shit. Yeah, that was uh, that's the quickest turnaround I've had on any type of project. Hey, I mean, that's how you know you're in the zone and it's it's good music because you just, you, you know exactly what you want to do, you do it, and then it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was easy. So that was, uh, I felt like when it dropped, like it was like, when I clicked play on the Apple Music version, it was like, this, it was like the first time I felt like I really heard it, mm. um, which was cool. Um, and on the move, I, I, I like this, the tone it sets. It really does set like that, like, set up for the rest of the project because you don't go like crazy into the trap beats like that you mm-hmm. i mean you do have some trap drums in there and yeah um some trap melodies here and there but nothing that's like blah, 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 kind of stuff yeah so, like I, I, I that's not the sound you need you are definitely somebody who has a more like laid-back kind of sound but also has to have a little bit of like punchiness to it so that's that true. those like lo-fi trap beats are perfect for you man all that Thanks, shit yeah. as well as some of that dance stuff you've been doing it's it's pretty dope yeah ichi and i we've been doing some other stuff lately uh he, he it's funny that we're at the point where we're doing like drums like that and stuff now because it started as a joke where he's like bro we need to do some like hyper pop type yes. stuff and yes. he's like hyper pop's about to blow up bro i was like i don't know if it is um but we found a happy medium um but yeah, I think uh, I I do I I feel like I'll get in the studio I'll get in the studio I'll make anything like there I've made lots of stuff that's never gonna hear the light of day, but um, that is the type of stuff I feel most comfortable on because that's the most accurate reflection of my life and that's all that I do I I don't uh, I keep it as real as possible I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say nonsense on a song yeah, you're not like, out here toting toting guns yeah, or like, rapping about money yeah, and all that I, like you know you, t- you rap about stuff that you actually go through which is right what i was speaking on earlier being authentic and keeping true to yourself it'll it'll keep you up with everybody else yeah i i would love to sit here and rap about having money but that's that's not the that's well, not i'm the not case. a rapper bro right <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there one day the day i have money you'll hear it in a song or maybe actually i probably will not tell anyone but by that point yeah by that point you know maybe i'll be running businesses and the ais will be making my music for me hey you never know we're headed to a weird weird world we are and i've been having this uh conversation we were talking about my friend eric earlier um he does uh, music videos. He runs Colorus Media. He and I have had the conversation because, and I feel like it's a viewpoint shared by a lot of like visual artists, especially because I feel like the focus on AI right now has been like the AI art it creates. 
and um, a lot of visual artists are like very anti that, which I get because it feels like it's going to put everyone out of a job. My point of view with this is I think overall everything's headed to the place of like the independent artist being capable of a lot. I agree mm -hmm. in a sense, but I also think it's going to be a matter of how much people use this because, mm -hmm. I mean, cryptocurrency was supposed to change the currency world, our economy, but people didn't use it right. and it just crashed. I mean, it's pretty bad right now, but like mm -hmm. in the same way that artificial intelligence is the newest fad, it's going to go away at some point if people don't use it. That's true. And I think um, that's true with anything. I will say, though, I think if people catch on, if because, I, I, man, I really want to get into the, the whole AI thing has really made me want to get into like software engineering to figure out how to do more with it, because I've got so many ideas for it. I, and I feel like we're right on the cusp of like being able to do so much more like, for example, with um with the covers I've been doing for some of these episodes with your cover, I have an idea for something. And normally I, and I guess this is where it comes in with, you know, graphic designers feeling like it's being stuff is being taken from them. If I have an idea, say with yours, I want to do like a sort of abstract idea of a studio in, in the style of like a, a certain artist that I like, I, no, without like an AI thing, I'd have to hire someone and that would cost a lot of money and a lot of time. Yeah. It took no. 30 seconds for an AI to generate it. And I think that's scary to some people. But I, again, I think if you have a vision for something and it can reduce that amount of time, mm -hmm. you can create so much better things. I, I agree. Think with, with AI tools. So. I think it's uh, that's where we're headed. I've known for several months, uh, actually a couple of years now, I've known about this program called Lemonade, mm -hmm. uh, which is like an AI generating tool that generates like different melodies and harmonies that you could drag oh, yeah? and drop MIDI straight into your your DAW. So mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people have been have been trying to make AI products, but I haven't seen a ton of people using them in their music. It's a lot of, I mean, I, I think the younger generation will uh, attach onto it more, mm -hmm. but I think at the end of the day, the people who say what goes in this industry aren't gonna, I mean, we already had a, a what is it, the AI rapper, FNK Mecca, yeah. FNK, whatever his name yeah, was, FNK was, Mecca or something like that. Um, but I mean, what is he, I mean, what, what has happened with that? I, <laughs> you know I, I mean? and I, man, maybe I'm speaking way out of turn. Maybe I'm, I'm. This came to me in a dream. I'm pretty sure what happened is this AI rapper got canceled for saying the N word. You can double check this. I feel like I remember hearing. Something Am I wrong? And that was. I, oh man, I'm but, so glad we brought this up because that's what <laughs> a robot. It's an AI. <laughs> what? See, this is what I'm saying is where people ain't going to use it because it's going to not go against it's going to go against their personal beliefs a little too hard. Yeah, like I get uh, that. But I think it's oh, man, that's straight out of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, but they still will find a way to 
push it as like, oh, this is the greatest, newest technology. But when you actually sit and look at it, there it's it misses that human connection. That's that, true. The personal touch that's there. Obviously, like censoring words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That um, and I know uh, I used what was I using? I was using Chat GPT to try to come up with uh, like project names or something just for fun, and it sucks. It like it sucks at coming up. It's all like the types of, you know, the way I'm feeling like misunderstood. Period. Like dumb names that like I guess in theory, like they they just AI doesn't make anything that truly slaps because it doesn't understand what slaps versus like what like is theoretically good. Well, and that comes from so if you think of it as like a ten step process, mm -hmm. um, from one to ten. AI can take care of all that. Yeah. So, like, for example, making the the project name. You have an idea of what you're looking for for the project name, but AI doesn't have that idea. Right. It just has whatever is input into it mm -hmm. and builds on that. So AI is only as smart as the data it's it entered into it. Ooh, that's a good point. So if you, I mean, yes, if if you're looking to do menial tasks, but I think in the creative world, it's not going to really take right. over because the ideas don't come from AI. Like c computers don't generate my dark twisted fantasy or that's any of that. True. Like they don't they don't make Yeezus, bro. Like that's you know true. I mean? I, yeah, they no, don't put a bunch no of people AI in a room in suits Yeezus. and make them make music together. Like that's somebody's creative mind that does that and. AI don't have a creative mind, and until they can figure that out, I don't think it's going to be as big as people say it is. Dang. That's, uh, that's a good point. All right. Let's play. Let's, let's, uh, we've got another song I'm going to throw on. Cool. Uh, 301 track. Oh, okay, which one? It's just called 301. Oh, okay. I'm the rap game samurai. Stab you in your hand and eye. Look at me like damn a fly. Mimic me, pantomime. Oh shit, oh shit. I'ma let that cannon fly. Explosion, explosion. Fall apart, dandelions. Tell these kids to level up. I be killing all the shit when I'm on that double dust. Yo, nobody can harm me. I got these metal nuts and I really want it all. I ain't settling for nothing. We ain't settling for nothing. That was 301 track, and that was the outro, I believe. Yes. Forte and Friends. Can yes. you tell us about that project? I know it's older. Yes. But that is an older project. Mm -hmm. um, that was uh, something that myself and the people that I've been working with since I really started to do the producing engineering thing, mm -hmm. um, we came together and decided that it was about time we did a group project and yeah. really, really did it well. Um, we tried something years ago, and I mean, you know the trials and tribulations of a new artist. They go through dropping a lot of things and then realizing, oh, that's not it, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, but now that we had a chance to finally get all together and really lock in on a project. This is what we came up with. Um, it's featuring um, CP to Prince, uh, A-Train Raps is on this as well, It'll William V, uh, Uncle Petty. We've also got uh, Truly Trav on the intro, and I think Kate Phillips is on there at some point as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool project, fully produced by myself. Um, executive produced but that was that was the first project i ever did that on and uh, like i said i think we did a pretty good job with that and we have that bit of a collective feel mm -hmm. um but we really just 
locked in on one project together. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Will and I are still working pretty heavily. But so I was going to say, I've, I saw him all over that project. Yeah, yeah. He was, that was about the the time where we were, we were getting really serious about his music and he was really locking in on like, okay, what do I have to do to get to the next level of this and ultimately make this a full-time job? So right. um, that's the goal for all of us. We're all working class people that just kind of go to our nine to fives and come back and work on music. But um, I know a lot of the people that I started out with have have the aspirations to not do those nine to five anymore or not have to worry about making a paycheck they can focus on the creativity part and building up that artist side being a a working artist it's a lot like being spider-man i felt like recently you go superman yeah Yeah. superman spider-man i was i the other i was literally i stood there um i was taking pictures for my friend's uh thing once and i had a studio session booked right after and i the whole time i was like god damn i feel like spider-man right now yeah, but it's uh, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's uh, you got to go in that booth and switch out your clothes and come a, and come out with a whole different outfit on. Yeah, and you got. I mean, I like to use it as the term of I wear different hats because yeah. I wear a lot of different hats in mm-hmm. actual life. But even in like my my careers, my all that, I wear a lot of different hats. So right. I'm an engineer, I'm a producer, I'm a live sound guy, I'm a pharmacy technician at VCU. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all these things that um ultimately come together to make myself but um it's it's a lot of organization between all that and i mean today i'm doing live sound tonight i'm on the radio here today Mm -hmm. i've got um i'm working all day today as well so it's kind of uh it's kind of a a a bit of a just balance between everything Mm -hmm. because you could definitely get overwhelmed with work and not do anything creatively for a while and that's true that happens frequently (laughs) yeah and that sucks when you get stuck in that um i wanted to ask the 301 that's maryland right is that see 301 was actually the name of our first apartment where we oh. all live together or well a majority of us live together gotcha. so um we didn't realize that it was the area code for maryland when mm-hmm. we trademarked the name so right. uh we it took us a, a little bit to realize that lots mm-hmm. of people have asked us if we're from maryland. oh i'm sorry no no you're good <laughs> i i just i get it all the time so i mm-hmm. i I moved away from the 301 records a little bit. Uh, that okay. that label's kind of kind of is where it is, just because mm-hmm. everybody's at different spots and nobody's able to really get together except for me and Will. So there's no point in having a whole record company for a producer and an artist. We can just do our own thing. Gotcha. Um, so we've we've really done that, and I know everybody's looking at exploring beyond what what I can offer for them. So, mm-hmm. um, cause there's a lot more in music than what an engineer can offer for you. There's graphic design videos, all that, all that performances. So trying to get people to do, to take their careers more seriously. I think too, they, when they finally made that choice, it was okay. Let's all kind of figure out how we're going to do this and how we can help each other rather than make each other get to a certain point as a group mm-hmm. like everybody can get to where they want to get to and whoever wants to help them out can when they need to but it's not a it's not a requirement nobody has any sort of like i mean we had contracts and everything bro so it was yeah. it was a bit of an obligation for everybody to to make stuff happen and i think it came to the point where if you want to do it 
I'm still here, but if you don't, y'all yeah. y'all do whatever you want to do. I'm not I'm not mad or nothing. Y'all just do it. So, um, and that, that all kind of happened before I started here at the music shop. So, gotcha. um, it was definitely a bit of a like transition, I guess, into a whole new world when I started with the music shop and working with the artists that Illa was bringing me and people mm -hmm. that I brought in there and stuff like that. It was it's a whole different environment, and I think on another level, it just all continues to be growth for me. I think. That's true. I think um, it's interesting. Um, I feel like I've seen there are, I know a, a couple collectives. Obviously, the one I'm close with is 777. Um, fire. And yes, they are. Um, and, but it's interesting because in, I know you said you're not, you weren't exactly a collective. It was more of like a label. You were all working together. But it's, and that's kind of what my idea was with Luawega. Um, which is my label, but I see sometimes like with them, they're very, they're getting very coordinated, like triple seven. But um, I think sometimes it's hard when you've got so many people with, you know, everyone's got like a different idea, different vision. Vision. It's hard to everyone to get theirs in the group at the same time. So I think uh, sometimes people do like split away and move in different directions and that i think that's hard it's uh it's hard like for everyone when that happens but at the same time that's why i enjoy being like free i agree because independent can, yeah and um i am independent and you know i i am signed to my own label but it's still like there's a there's a freedom in not being locked into stuff like that where you can go and you know I know it's tough, like when stuff like that happens, but uh, you can do so much more now, right? Like, I mean, that's that's really what I what I took from it was that okay, what else can I do now that I'm not building this group of people? Because they were right. all, I mean, I was mixing everybody's stuff, pretty much producing everybody's stuff. I mm -hmm. mean, it was it was pretty pretty taxing on myself too at the time right. um and i realized there was more that i wanted to do than that i wanted to get into working with bands and like punk bands and rock bands and all mm -hmm. the stuff i grew up on because that tends to be a little more where my ear will take me and i have better better opinions on that type of music i think than than somebody who's trying to outdo me at the r&b or rap position like yeah. i know rap music i know r&b music but i'm not I'm not the guy for that, so mm. I'm not. I'm not looking to put myself in as the guy. I can do it, but I know that there are there are several people out here better than me. But that doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, I know a lot of people that I've worked with in the past um, weren't the biggest artists either. Mm. Um, they were all pretty local to the area and pretty small fan bases and things like that. But it gave me a chance to really figure out what I wanted to do as well as hone in my skills in an actual practical setting so gotcha. being able to sit and record people and having four or five artists at my hand i could hit up at any time and say hey what are you doing tonight let's make a track and mm -hmm. they would always come through because they knew i had fire stuff so yeah um being able to get to that point has taken a long time i'll have to say yeah and it's taken a lot of like wrong choices poor decisions mm. while also plenty of wins so yeah. um you can either look at it as a win or a loss but i think there's both in there so um mm. it's it's definitely at a point now where 
I've got the momentum to really, really build something with Illa here at this at the studio, mm-hmm. and it's the first time I've had my own place to build up. So yeah. um, everything previously is from my home, and I know we were talking about it earlier. Um, recording people in your house is not fun. Like I don't have fun yeah. with that anymore. It's it's stressful to have somebody come in your house first of all, and mm-hmm. then like for you to have to tell them that their vocals aren't good in your own house is just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I it, it is it is a weird line to walk, and we we're, we're, were talking about like the relationships that you have with different artists. Like you know, some people are there for you know for that day, to, you know, to record something with you. And then you all go your separate ways. Some people, you know, some people you find and um, you do good business with, and you you have like a business relationship. Some people you really hit it off with. You just become friends, but. And I think the setting does change that a little bit. I think that's what we were um, saying. And the home setting is it's a it's a tricky one if it's not someone like you're super comfortable with. And um, that's definitely something I think a lot of um, artists, you know, newer, only a couple years in, you know, everyone experiences that because that's where most people start recording at and that's your only option yeah and i mean the way to do it as an engineer is the start there because it gives you the ability to try some stuff Mm -hmm. and learn how to use the the tools that you have in front of you because at the end of the day engineering is just like getting a track to a certain point like you know the goals that you're trying to hit a it's a lot of just turning dial uh, dials and knobs until you get to get to where you want it exactly but most of the time an engineer can walk into the room and kind of know exactly what they want the track to sound like and it's just a a process to get it there so doing that in your bedroom or in your house like i have a spare room and it still was uncomfortable like i mean there's other people in the house i've got a partner and stuff so it's it's a little weird to have just strangers come in my house and it, it doesn't feel like it's worth the value if, if I charge them anything either. Yeah. So um, having that professional setting as well gives gives an ability for everybody to feel like they're getting the value out of it that they need. Sure. It, it makes you feel a little more like credible too. Like it adds more credibility to everything. It, I mean, sure. at the end of the day, if you really want to do this, I mean, there yes, there are people that are recording out of their bedrooms, but they've also got like crazy marketing campaigns and yeah. crazy promos and like they go on tour consistently like i mean there's there's a price that comes with being a bedroom producer if you want to make your money so it definitely is a is a balance between working at home and working with artists because there's still times where i will i'll have like ill william over to my house but Mm -hmm. i won't do that to anybody i'm not personally friends with outside of music because that's my safe space too like that's my True. space away from music most of the time yeah uh, like or away from the studio music like having to work on other people's stuff because mm-hmm. i like making instrumentals i still rap make words on beats mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't rap i put words to beats every once in a while um but uh it gives me a space to do that and not feel like i'm at the office <laughs> gotcha yeah yeah who uh who are you looking to work with coming up in the near future Man, I'm excited to work with all these artists that are coming to something in the water mm-hmm. and hopefully something in the water because yeah. I'm I'm really trying to trying to build myself up as an engineer and a producer um, mm-hmm. in the in the community. I mean, everything from 
hip-hop to r&b to punk rock to I, I had a blues artist in the other day who was oh, yeah. talking about recording some stuff there so yeah. um a lot of different genres that i i feel like i can i can take care of all of them mm -hmm. um i just need the the people who want to do it at yeah. this point so um i'm working with a lot a lot of different genres of people right now and it's it's definitely a lot of fun being able to just like wear those different hats between all the different genres for sure <coughs> and do you have anything besides something indie water do you have any projects or anything coming up that you can share yeah so i know this is an exclusive release Ooh. but uh ill william is working on a second side to the project oh or, the lighter uh, side otherwise things, known as perhaps. the director's cut Ooh. Uh, yeah so we are going to because i'm the producer director. so he's he's the director i guess oh, he's okay. looking to take this in a more movie-esque route with it, it you know it is a very movie-like album I, I, I meant to say that earlier even the videos oh yeah i mean the videos shout out to the music shop shout out to youth um mm -hmm. king image uh everybody really killed those videos that we did for this project and yeah the the difference between will and your your typical rapper is that a lot of his stuff is is a lot deeper than the surface which is really cool um a lot of people are able to to pick up on some of that stuff which is nice mm -hmm. um and it gives us a chance to dive deeper with the music because his lyrics and creative ideas are going are going way deeper and i'd like to be able to bring that to life and i mean working with him the second half is gonna be fire <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited we're gonna have some pretty cool features on it too i can't release anything now but we're gonna I have some pretty you. dope features that yeah well that's that's all the time we've got you got anything else for the people this is uh Battle of the Bands tonight. Yes, sir. Something in the water. Uh, April 28th to 30th down in Virginia Beach. Um, and go check out Darker Side of Things, executively produced by myself, by Ill William, out today. Yep, out everywhere. Come to the music shop tonight, 318 West Broad Street. 318. And we'll see you there. Battle of the Bands. This is PFPR X Chris Forte. Thanks. I had a lot of fun. Thank I had a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. Of course. And thanks for listening.